0: Welcome to Insights, an Amplify original series giving you insights on cultural myths, employee engagement, and why it all matters. I'm Nicole McLean. And remember, Gut Plus Science listeners, this is the last episode of Insights that you're going to receive on this feed. And so if you want to continue following the story, which you should, be sure to subscribe to Insights on your favorite podcast app.
1: If it was easy, we would all yeah. be doing that, right? And so it's this idea of, okay, what do we have to get good at as an organization to be yeah. able to manage employee engagement uh, with the same level of rigor and sophistication and attention that we put into managing cash flow, into managing business, market strategy, product strategy. Um, that's the same level of importance and you could argue a higher level of importance that, that we ought to put um, around uh, managing employee engagement well.
0: I love that quote from Santi. If this was easy, we would all be doing it. We've spent the course of this season talking about our managers, how to help them get the most of their employees, how to focus on their professional development, and how to build trust throughout an organization. And we've had some great guests share really helpful information. But it's one thing to know what to do, and another thing completely to actually figure out how to implement it. And that's why I wanted to bring back Jennifer Stauffer former leadership consultant and dolphin trainer who currently leads the manager coaching arm at Amplify. I wanted to talk with her about what we do next after we've identified the areas of opportunity around employee engagement. We talked last week about listening and opening the lines of communication throughout our organization. Once we do that, then
2: what? In terms of feedback, uh, some of the questions or some of the things that we explore when I'm working with a manager would just to be, you know, to have a a foundation of what does that look like today? So we'll we'll think about, you know, how often are you meeting with your folks? What is the structure and context of that conversation? How consistent is it? What forum do you have in place for employees to also be able to share their opinion and and give their thoughts and ideas for improvement? But I also think that we need to look at some of the things that feedback pairs with. So... Um, If feedback is also scoring low with something like role clarity, that might tell us that the manager really needs to look at what they can improve in the day-to-day in terms of defining expectations, providing feedback in terms of who is responsible for what or who reports to who from what. And so that might be the way that they structure how they increase feedback or improve feedback. If feedback is paired low with professional development, That might indicate that employees are feeling like there isn't a clear path for their growth or they don't see how their current state evolves into additional learning or opportunities for them. And so maybe we would structure that type of discussion around helping to set goals or a professional development plan or a personal development plan that has milestones along with it that keep employees engaged in their own career journey. It seems obvious that when
0: we place an emphasis on getting feedback and understanding that data, our entire organization stands to improve. But Jennifer emphasizes the idea of being open about that data, talking about it, and buying into it as something that can truly improve the lives of our managers and employees. In order for that to happen, it has to
2: start from the top down. Sometimes we'll receive questions from managers around, how they might be able to impact things that feel out of their control. So when we see lower scores around things like authenticity and purpose, which often correlate to organizational connection, to the, so the employee's connection to the organization, do they feel they believe in the mission, vision, and values of the organization and they have authentic, genuine leadership that's going to support them in getting that and carrying out that mission in the day-to-day. And so sometimes managers will struggle and feeling like that's not something that they can really control. And to some extent, there is truth there, right? It, engagement has to come from the very top down. If there's not buy-in from the, the senior executive level, it's going to be very hard to have that come to life at the ground level. But I would say that there are things that the manager can do. Oftentimes we'll talk about managing up and how does the manager... Um, Work as an advocate to voice those concerns, or to um, create transparency as the kind of the middle person there. You know, in terms of something like purpose, you know, making sure that we're continually connecting the company's core values to the things that employees are being asked to do in the day to day. You know, so um, while that is driven at the executive level the manager can have a huge part into holding employees accountable to living out those, those core values in their, their day-to-day work and interactions with each other. So maybe this is the hurdle
0: that our executive teams face in this journey. We have the tools and methodologies for identifying opportunities and developing and empowering our managers. But how do we live this out in front of them? How do we make these efforts make so much sense that any hesitancies or skepticisms fade away?
2: It's not uncommon for some managers to have some hesitancy around the engagement process when they are being brought into the fold for the first time Um, because it is very personal or it feels that way, right? Because you're in a sense seeing data that might be reflective of your management or leadership style. Um, But I would never say that the data is an indicator that you are a failure as, as a leader. We all have areas that we can strengthen um, and that we can really focus on in terms of growth. And so I typically talk with managers about to use the data as a gift. You're, you're gaining understanding. You're gaining visibility into the things that your team needs. And this is not a punishment. This is not punitive And we're here for you. That's what we're here for is, again, to provide you with not only understanding of the data, but then helping to guide you in terms of actioning the data. And those two things need to happen together.
0: And when managers use the gift of data to better understand the reality of their team, they're able to take the right actions. One example of this is the ever-discussed one-on-one. Angie Redman, the president of Strive HR, a recently launched HR consulting company, shared her thoughts on the importance of one-on-ones in increasing engagement.
3: I am a huge supporter of one-on-one meetings with employees. I've seen the direct impact that managers can make when they take the time to meet with their employees on a scheduled and on a consistent basis. It's extremely powerful what they can do not only for that manager and employee relationship, but for the employee's relationship with the organization as well. These these one-on-one meetings can provide a benefit for the manager not only to stay on what On top of what the employee is doing to develop professionally and what their needs are for their growth within their role, but it also gives an opportunity to consistently open the lines of communication regarding what that employee can do to help contribute to the organization Often these employees are going to provide ideas back to the company um, because they're the ones that are on the front line with the customers. They see what's working. They see what's not working. They see what can be done differently, what can be done more efficiently. And as organizations strive for continuous improvement, they need to listen to what their employees can contribute and to what their ideas are. And these one-on-one meetings are a great time
0: to do that. There's so many positives that can come out of these meetings. One-on-one meetings are such a critical tool in the manager's arsenal. This dedicated time is the opportunity for managers at any level to connect to their employees and really implement all of the techniques that we've been talking about. Listening, making them feel valued, gathering transparent feedback from the front lines, and fostering engagement. I know we've talked a lot about the difference between satisfaction and engagement on Insights, But Jennifer really highlights how focusing on fostering engagement, not satisfaction, helps get leadership and managers on the same page, sharing the same goals. And this is the key to creating that stellar environment
2: for our people. So one other mistake that I think both executives and managers uh, sometimes struggle with would be to assume that engagement and satisfaction are the same thing. And that can be a new concept that some managers struggle with in terms of why they need to be involved. It's not enough anymore to just be able to punch in and get a hard work day done. It's not just about job security anymore. It's about career fulfillment. And these are things that millennials find important, Gen Zers find important, and we need to adjust our leadership strategies.
0: So now we have clarity and we have alignment. We're set up for success. But again, if, if this was easy. So what is it that we're missing? What do we need to watch out for? Jennifer shares that one of the most common mistakes relates to the unexpected results of transparency when we open ourselves up to feedback. Because that first glance at data about people can be scary. Facts and figures about sales, revenue, ops, etc. can be difficult too. But oftentimes those can be rationalized by external forces. But real data showing how your people feel about leadership and the culture you've built hits home in a way that balance statements don't. And in many cases, the knee-jerk reaction from leadership is to withhold that information because they fear how it might be received. The leadership teams that can get past this initial fear set the foundation for the rest of what we've discussed to take hold.
2: One of the most common mistakes that executives can make when it comes to middle managers would be to Feel like they need to withhold the information from their middle managers. Sometimes this might come in the form of feeling like, you know, we want to deep dive around this and really dissect it and have a, a you know, full fledged plan before we put it into our managers' hands. Sometimes that's because there might be sensitive information and it's seen as let's be more protective about this. Um, but really, managers, we need to kind of pull the blindfolds off. We need to grip the Band-Aid off and essentially um, give them visibility into the things that their teams are experiencing every day, because they're the ones that are going to be on the ground level, actually uh, taking action to improve or change those issues. Um, So I think including managers right off the bat to help them understand that engagement is going to be part of our strategic vision. And that's something that is not just a nice to have; it's a need to have. The workforce is just different today. Uh, in the past, yeah, it might have been okay to just think about, you know, making sure your people arrive and that they arrive on time and they're in seats doing work. That's not the tool belt that managers need today. They need to be able to give constructive feedback. They need to be able to develop paths. They need to be able to, you know, develop growth paths for their for their folks so that they feel like there are opportunities to learn and advance and you know to feel fulfilled and have passion because that's what the workforce is is looking for today. Um it's a candidate's market out there right now, meaning that um there's a war on talent. Uh it's more and more important to retain your A players and um if managers don't have visibility into what those things are, um it's really hard to make meaningful action.
0: It can be hard for anyone to stand face-to-face with areas of improvement. Oftentimes, it's just easier to turn away, or in this case, protect our manager's morale. But as Angie puts it, being a leader means that you have to make a conscious decision. Well, in addition to it
3: being easy, it's an actual decision that the leaders and the managers need to make. Do they choose each day to be an example setter within their organization and even within their community? And if this behavior is ingrained in their values and into their belief systems, then they will display it within their actions and within their behaviors. And for taking the time to listen to our employees' ideas and to their recommendations and including them on projects and in on planning, they're going to be be more committed to the organization and more engaged in what they do every day.
0: They're going to be more committed to the organization and more engaged in what they do. That's what we're all looking for. Giving our people and managers the space to take our companies to the next level. Well, part of that is providing the right resources to do so. That means data. To Santi, we have to give them the data and give it to them in a timely fashion.
1: So how do we engage managers uh, to, to be held accountable uh, to managing employee engagement? But if we're going to do that, then we need to equip them with the data that they need. Um, but what happens typically in organizations today is C-suite gets the data, then it takes two months to get the data back and then two, uh, a month to get the VPs and then two or three months to get down to the directors and the managers. And, and by the time you get down to managers, the data is stale. Half the people don't work there anymore and, and it's useless. So how do we give timely data to each manager, make it known that one of their critical KPIs is their employee engagement score, and encourage, support, and equip them to be successful.
0: So it's true. This isn't easy. But I think that we're starting to see the roadblocks that stand in our way and can hold us back. When we know what's coming and how to prepare for it, we can be ready to push through, knowing that not only will our managers be stronger, but that our organizations as a whole can function better than ever before. Next time, we're going to have a discussion about how to tie all of these concepts together, so be sure to tune in. And don't forget, if you'd like to learn more about what truly makes a good manager great and how leaders can identify those ideal qualities and scale that manager success across their organization, you'll want to download our Amplify report on qualities of effective managers. Simply go to amplify.com/report. e m p l i f y.com/report.